Hey, this is Dr. Nick Redbone, and I'm going to be on the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Coming soon to an ear hole near you. Talk some NWA, talk some Japan, talk some Harley Race, talk some trash, talk whatever needs talked, because it's pro wrestling. It's the best thing ever. Strap in, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, everybody. This is episode 24 of the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. I am Leo, joined by my co-host, Cody, via Skype. Hey, everybody. And um, we got kind of just a bullshit episode today. We're going we're gonna to talk about what's going on. We're going to debut a new segment called The Unprofessional 7 where we ask seven uh, questions, can be wrestling-related, cannot be wrestling-related, can be off-the-wall stuff. Uh, stuff you probably wouldn't ask in a regular interview. So I'm going to test it out by asking Cody a couple of things. We'll see how that goes. And uh, we're going to announce who our guest is going to be next week as well. Yeah. Um, also, Cody's going to give us a rundown of some tough enough competitors. Where are they now? Kind of what, where are they headed? Um, stuff like that. And then, of course, we'll have the golden minute. Did you see that post I put up about uh, just just recently? The last one I put up on the golden rooster. Yeah, the picture of him. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Saul sent that in. Uh, it looks photoshopped to me, but I guess we'll. I'm sure that's what the golden minute's going to be about. Oh yeah. So we'll put Sorry, that. Sorry, Sully, you might get a little heat. <laughs> that guy's an asshole. Well, he showed I, up know. at my house last week. How the fuck did you tell him where I lived? No, I didn't tell him where you live. But you know, considering what he did to Roman Reigns, oh, you uh, might want to watch your shit. Friend. Wasn't trying to get out of my Prius. <laughs> he probably has your fucking house wired. Now. I'd be careful if I were you. I know. I'm, you never know when he's going to show up. Yeah. So um, we'll meet again next week. We're going to do a live interview with um, with a with a guest. We'll we'll name a little bit here later on the podcast, but. Uh, we're gonna we're, I'm gonna get there a little bit earlier if possible and and uh, try to work on the audio a little bit. Um, I don't think last week's episode sounded bad, but there was some echo in it. Might have just been the room we were in. Uh, yeah. So we'll work on that. Like it wasn't terrible. It was something you could sit through and everything like that. But um, considering we're getting our first live guest next week, we we want to make sure it sounds legit. For sure. And then maybe he can help us out a little bit with that, too, since he's he has some experience with audio and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, I think he might have might be a fake radio doctor, maybe, <laughs> that's maybe. been in the biz for like 20. Uh, hey, you don't want to get some... heat with him. We don't even have him on the show yet, okay? Don't be calling him fake. Okay. Jesus. He's a radio doctor. <laughs> Um, and yeah, so did you watch Raw yet? Did you watch? So we're recording this on Tuesday morning. So SmackDown mm -hmm. hasn't aired yet, but Raw has. Yeah, I caught Raw. I actually watched it this morning. So I watched it live yesterday. Uh, it wasn't bad. It, it, you sat through a three hour Raw. I had it on. While I was doing things around the house. Okay. <laughs> so there were a couple things I missed. Like, um, 
But what I did catch, so I caught the Cesaro Samoa Joe match, which was was good. It was fast paced. Um, it wasn't a a lot of a lot of time on it, but Cesaro looked fucking awesome uh, as he always does. And you know, you knew Joe was going to go over. Uh, Cedric Alexander and Sami Zayn match was quick. Uh, Cedric Alexander won. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so it wasn't bad. Um, I like this King of the Ring tournament thing coming back. Mm-hmm. Been my like con- four years since I did it. Yep. My concern is it's it's a watered down tournament. It's not. So I guess this is just me being critical because I just came off watching some awesome matches on the G1. Matches that could have main evented anything, really. Mm. And it was one right after the other. They weren't all winners. They weren't all bangers. Um, but they all showed the importance of advancing, you know. And it was it, it was different because if you lost, you weren't eliminated. Which means that the King of the Ring tournament should have some higher stakes. More all than right. just being named King of the Ring. Like I mentioned yeah. before on another pod, like... It should be like a future title shot or something, especially with them floundering and fucking up the money in the bank thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, given the two matches that were shown yesterday, I would like a little bit more time to each match just to make it seem like like it's a big deal. Like these guys just going at it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and It should be a network special is what it should be. Well, honestly. If if they did it like how it used to be, you remember when it used to be a pay per view, and it was mm-hmm. like people would wrestle two three matches in the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they did that, yeah, that'd be fine. But where they're doing it now, I don't think it's anything wrong with it because you got some guys in there that might not have a lot of exposure. That this can get them that exposure. My concern is it doesn't feel special. It just feels like matches that got thrown together. You know, and then they have the the fucking chair and and thing out there. Um, but my thing is that there should be more more to it, I guess. A little bit more time to those matches, uh, just to make it a little bit feel a little bit more special. Agreed. Um, and then Sasha Banks fucked up Natalia again. Becky Lynch. Wait, hey, we better talk about her blue hair. What about her blue hair? We just we got to talk about it. Apparently, it's the talk of the town. <sighs> Only if you're Michael Cole, WWE.com. <laughs> God, that's just so <laughs> stupid. It's like her coming back, and that's what they're focus or that's what they're talking about. I'm like Jesus fucking right. Christ. Um, Not the fact that she's a great in ring talent. <laughs> And has I'm, been for a number of years. I'm surprised they didn't come out with like, oh my god, she's the perfect adversary for Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch has red hair. She's got blue hair. <laughs> she's got the edge on her now. Oh my god. No, it's That's just... vintage blue hair, Sasha Banks. <laughs> god, it's so annoying. I watched this thing yesterday where somebody cut a bunch of Michael Cole whenever Sasha Banks comes out and it was just so annoying. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Um, but every time she'd come out, it's boss time. It's boss time. It's boss time. I'm just like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. So now I have to, I have to mute Sasha Banks as she's coming out. So I never hear that shit again. Right. Um, but I think their feud's going to be good. Uh, oh, Becky yeah. Lynch's promo was good. And like I mentioned last week, I think I think this is good for, for the women's division on Raw because um, Becky had gotten a little bit stale through no fault of her own. I mean, they, they put her up against... Um, you know, she comes off of WrestleMania going against the two biggest women on the roster as far as name brand ronda rousey which isn't there for the moment and charlotte flair and then they put her up against someone who i think is going to be great and lacey evans 
but mm-hmm. who is admittedly very green right now, you know, and they put her up against um uh, Natalia, who's a great wrestler, but character wise, um, I don't think she connects with the fans the way they want her to. And so you know, that kind of dragged on for a while, the Lacey Evans thing did. And so yeah, she cooled off significantly. And through mm-hmm. that promo and through Sasha coming back last week, I think things are going to pick up and uh should be great. Yeah. For sure. Um, so what do you think about Nicholas coming back and winning the tag titles with Braun Strowman? Boy, talk about hot tub time machine. Holy cow. <laughs> he he looks like CrossFit Jesus. <laughs> No, uh, that was, meh, it, it was fine for what it was, it just... Yeah, I hope, I I like how they're building it, you know, like, when he's holding the titles up, Braun's, uh, I fucking the universal title. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I, my thing is, is how long are you gonna keep putting Strowman in these world title pictures as the top guy or the top contender and not have him walk out with it yeah this isn't his first time going after the universal title i mean he did it against roman brock i mean so now it's like okay well you know obviously probably building towards clash of champions and stuff but and i hope that gallows and anderson get the tag titles back i'm i'm thinking that it was just a They'll have a repeat match, and then some, yeah. you know, Strowman will screw over Seth, and then that's how Gallows and Anderson get the tag titles back. It's just a, a monetary like move a, for now, just for storyline purposes. But Yeah, shock and awe moment type deal. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that was fine. It was, it was surprising. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It wasn't. Raw like, wasn't yeah. actually that bad. I watched the shortened version this morning the hulu version and everything that they showed was good you know like bray attacking jerry uh it was kind of nice to have a break from Corey graves for a week i have to admit I yeah mean, I like, like Corey graves but what, what, it what was, was kind of dude nice. who was on he wasn't bad uh vic joseph so he does 205 live and he does nxt uk and he's done some nxt stuff like when Morrow's not down there. Vic is actually pretty dang good. Him and Nigel on 205 Live, the couple 205 Lives I actually have watched. I don't watch it religiously. It's hard to keep up with wrestling these days because there's so much shit out there. Yeah. So I, I didn't really watch 205 Live. I caught a couple, like I said. But yeah, uh, I like Vic Joseph. I think he's, to me, that's, you know, succession planning. You know, eventually Michael Cole's going to be off TV and go backstage and, you know, yeah, help the commentary team. And I'm going to have to make a, can... a meme or a, a video of the coal mine for those who don't, who weren't around oh. during the coal mine years because, <laughs> God damn, oh, Michael Cole's not bad. Just, I just... Cole, Cole as a heel was was cringing oh god <laughs> yes i mean i've i've been listening to michael cole for years him and taz were really good together him when and they were taz on were good um but yeah cole it might be time for him to but he's gonna go down as one of the better commentators in wrestling history i mean he's nowhere close to like jim jim ross or those guys but or shivani but I mean, he's he's been the voice of WWE for, fuck, ever. Yes. Yeah, he's been there at least 20 years, I would say. Oh, yeah, easily. I mean, started as a backstage guy. I remember, you know. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay, so, I mean, that, that's pretty much it. I guess tonight um, they're going to reveal Roman Reigns' attacker, the culprit, supposedly, on SmackDown. And, you know... WWE's been dragging this one out, and so I'm wondering if they're gonna just drop this bombshell surprise attacker out of left field that nobody um, thought it would be, or if they're just gonna go with what we think and and say it's Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. 
and then where they go yeah. from there. I think uh, one thing, too, to touch on that is great, and I hope it's not a one-off, and I hope they build on it and maybe even come up with, like, a stable name and stuff, is uh, The Revival and Randy Orton. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, them fucking up the New Day yesterday was, was pretty was fucking That was pretty awesome. good, especially considering, like, the camera work, and then all of a sudden, whoop, shit, out of nowhere. There yeah. it is, and it's like, God, and that place fucking erupted. Yep. And for as long as Randy's been around, for him to still get that reaction out of people when considerably all he does is just RKO people. Yep. I mean, fuck, that's 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 not bad, you know. I'm a I'm a Randy Orton fan. I know a lot of people aren't. So Randy Orton's great. Like I I brought it up. It depends on what he can put into it. If he's I was I was listening to some um, old podcasts from from the guy we're gonna have on next week, and uh, he mentioned something about Flair and how Flair was just awesome, put on our Broadways, do this, this, and that, and then there was the Flair that a lot of people remember, you know, in the late '90s, early 2000s, where he would just kind of phone it in, where. And, you know, like, actually, at the way he dissected it and breaking it down, it, it yeah, it, it's true, though. Like, uh, some of the the stuff Flair and w- did in WCW there late in their run or when he came back to WWE, like, it wasn't anything great. Like, you remember his end run, the match he had with Shawn Michaels, which should have been the end end, was great. The stuff he did in TNA was horrible. Uh, mm-hmm. r- ring work wise, I mean, he's just he's just too old. But you go back and you watch his promo work; has always been great. His oh, yeah. in ring work when he cared, or whatever the case may be, in the early nineties, eighties, was great. And I feel like Randy Orton's the same way. Like Randy mm-hmm. Orton, you put him in a program that he cares about. And it gets elevated, you know, the stuff he's he's done. Yeah. Yeah. But there's also times where he's just kind of there and they'll be Mm -hmm. like, well, we don't got anything for him, but we know he's solid. Let's put him with this guy and just kind of, you know, we'll build you on this mid card program with so-and-so, or you're just going to come in and RKO these guys. And, but you know, he's just, he's kind of phoning in. Like he knows he's talented. He knows he's great. He's just, He's just there. But when you give him something he cares about, like I feel like he's he's really on. He delivers, he'll sell, he'll he'll play that. He's better as a heel and he'll play that heel like it's nobody's business. So Right. He's he's been good. And it's weird with him because he'll be in a program where he's really good, really into it, and then he'll kind of fall off for a little bit. And then he comes back and he's still the same. Randy Orton, like nobody's, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that that'll be good. I hope, I hope they uh, they keep those guys together. I think Revival would be a good tag team to put with him. A good heel tag team to put yep. with him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it'll it'll elevate the Revival a little bit, having you know somebody that's been around for a while. You know, been through the ups and downs and, you know. Yeah. So, because I'm pretty high on the revival. I've been high on them for a lot of years back to their NXT time. You know, they're since going to the main roster, I think they've been treated unfairly like so many other NXT call ups. But, I mean, and I mean, there's only so much for, for them to do. Um, right. And so there are times where, it's like, well, why are you calling them up if you're not going to do nothing with them? But, yeah. So I guess um, we stem into the NXT news that came out yesterday and today. Yeah, I was just going to bring that up. So I guess it's official now. Uh, NXT mm-hmm. is official. moving September 18th to USA Network for a two-hour live program. Mm-hmm. Going to still emanate from full sale for now, which I think is good. I don't think they need to go traveling yet. I mean, they do live shows. And then when they do takeovers, they can, you know, film after and 
you know, all that stuff. But yeah. And that's caused the wrestling world to kind of spark some interest because obviously there's a certain t-shirt company that's starting their show (laughs) on October 2nd on Wednesdays with all the... So what do you think? I'll I'll give you my thoughts. What do you think on all this? Because, I mean, they already show Wednesday nights, but it's on the network. You know, it's it's pre-taped. It's stuff that comes on the network. It's stuff that if AEW is going to be live and I have access to AEW, I'm going to watch that. And then afterwards, I'll watch my hour of NXT. No problem. Mm-hmm. I get all my wrestling in. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's not going to matter. It's not going to be like the 90s where you flip back and forth on Monday nights. And I also seen that. So the replay of the live show from USA is going to emanate on the... Thursday nights on the network. On Thursday nights on the network. So if you don't catch it Wednesday nights, you just watch it Thursday night on the network. So, I mean, and AEW will probably have some on demand with the TNT app like I told you about. Yeah. So, I mean, if you don't catch it, you don't catch it. I mean, and if you don't want to see spoilers, you just stay off social media, which my social media is full of fucking wrestling. So it's... That's the one thing that drew me away from watching NXT live or watching it every Wednesday was you would see the spoilers come out and you knew like, like I know a spoiler that's already happened. That's going to show here in a week or two with the tag teams, you know, so you already know what happens. So, but I still watch because it's good wrestling. Yeah, Yeah, it's. And to be honest, like AEW and NXT being on the same night, you got a lot of the same feel between those two. NXT is a very like indie based, you know, it's basically WWE's indie promotion because they've got all the hottest talents of the last five years on the indies there pretty much with like Cole and Gargano and those guys. And AEW has got the same thing. So, to me, that's the perfect match for competition or whatever you want to call it. For just good fucking wrestling on a Wednesday night. So, here's my thing on it, though. Um, Yeah, I agree with all of that. Uh, The majority of these guys, if they weren't in NXT, they would probably be in AEW. Mm -hmm. Um, My thing is, is... okay. When they've already been on Wednesday nights, it's pre-taped. It's not a big deal. The fans, I don't think a lot of fans because it's pre-taped and we know it comes on Wednesday nights. If you got something going on Wednesday night, you know it's going to be there on the network Thursday morning, mm-hmm. right? It's not. It's not like a takeover pay-per-view or event that is going to air live that you want to watch. So it, I feel like it's convenient. It's convenient mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just trying to, I think, steal viewers. And this yeah. is just my opinion. This is Leo, my opinion. Um, I think it's great that they're going to be on the USA Network. I think it's going to outshine Ryan SmackDown uh, wrestling-wise. And I hope it doesn't change much. I hope Triple H is still in charge of what goes yeah. into that product. And they don't oversaturate it. You know, they do their four or five matches. They build up their characters. And it is what it is. Everybody still gets their time. Yep. Agreed. Um, I hope Ben stays the fuck away from NXT. My thing is, it's (laughs) going to be on USA. They're talking about moving main roster talents down to NXT. So it's going to be a change. And... um, it's going to be driven by ratings the way Raw and SmackDown are now. Because if they get put on Wednesday nights and people aren't tuning in, because I'm going to be honest, like if AW and that's on and I have live TV, um, I'm going to probably stay on AEW at least when it starts because it's something new. I know what NXT is about. I like NXT. I love NXT. But I can watch it the next day. Thursday night on the network. It's convenient for me. I can watch, mm-hmm. even with Raw and SmackDown now, I'll watch it the next day for the most part on Hulu. 
You know, I'll watch mm-hmm. Raw Monday or if I work my if I work Monday, Tuesday, I'll watch Raw and SmackDown Wednesday. Yep. If same I thing. If I if I read about it and there's something I want to watch on it, you know what I mean. It's mm-hmm. not it's not something I watch religiously. Um, with NXT, it's the same thing. Like if if I've seen the spoilers and I'm like, oh man, this is gonna happen tonight. Yeah, I want to watch that. I'll go back and watch it. So with them being on Wednesday nights, I'm a little hesitant that it's gonna hurt NXT. Not because they're not ready for it, but because um, there's going to be more eyes on the product, which is great. But if there's not the viewers that USA expects, Vince is going to put his thumbprint on that. Well, what do we got to do? Let's ship Roman Reigns over there. Let's do this. Let's do that. Do you know what I mean? Like, and then it's going to become mm-hmm. more of the Raw, SmackDown. Um, yeah, Raw, SmackDown, Light. <laughs> yeah, and and my issue is NXT is so different, and we've said that before. It's so different, and it has such a different audience than Raw and SmackDown. I so feel like they're got more a passionate. Pure wrestling, yeah, pure wrestling audience, like a like like an indie crowd. Like yeah. when you go to an indie event, like we've been to, like a true indie event, and you got people banging on the ringside apron, and you know, just you know. The marks, the true wrestling marks, like we are, that just, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So it, my thing is, is yeah, it's gonna go more mainstream. It's gonna, it, which is fine. It's great for these guys, which means maybe Johnny Gargano, um, Ta- Tommaso Chump, all those guys will stay there, which I think is fine. You know, it's a brand they built up. Let mm-hmm. them be there. Adam Cole, mm-hmm. be there. Let these guys be there. Do some crossovers with Raw and SmackDown. That's fine. Yeah. But do fine. not make it the exact same thing because it's got such a unique feeling. And I think that's what makes it great. I would keep it as separated as I can from the main roster itself still um, from Raw and SmackDown because the NXT takeovers are unique because of that. You mm-hmm. start. You know, doing the wild card bullshit between Raw and SmackDown with these guys. And then, you know, pretty soon they're going to be like, well, let's just get rid of TakeOver. Let's just incorporate them, give them two matches on the main yeah. wrestling card. Yeah. So yeah. that's my Agreed. thing. Is <laughs> I feel like this um, is good for wrestling fans. It can be bad for business. Uh, I I feel like it's it's a, a petty move on Vince's part. Just kind of like instead of you know you could have done it when or Thursday nights, we could have had wrestling Monday, Tuesday or Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, um, and not have to make the fan choose. And now you're you're trying to make the fan choose. Hey, we're gonna be on at the exact same time. Um, on this, but it's not 1998. It's not 1999 anymore. Like you said, they're streaming services. There's stuff to where if I wanted to, I could put them up side by side, fucking one on the computer, one up on the big screen, and watch them both at the same time. Or I mm-hmm. could watch one. I could watch neither of them at that time because I work graveyard time sometimes. Just watch both of them the next morning. It's not. It's not a big deal. To us wrestling fans, I'm excited about it, but to them mm-hmm. who are focused on the numbers, this could hurt them because if they don't pull out those numbers that they're expecting, what are they going to do to fix it? Mm-hmm. Are they going to make it raw SmackDown light? Oh, we got yeah. some legend coming in today. You don't want to miss it. Well, that's cool, but I can watch it tomorrow. It's not do or die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and then there was. There's been people saying that, oh, well, subscriptions to the network are going to go down. The network has got such other great content besides NXT. I mean, it's got NXT UK, which is its own thing. I I watch it as much as I can, you know, but I don't follow it religiously. It's got all the shows that they got on, the 24s, the 365s, all that stuff. Network subscriptions are not going to suffer because NXT moves to USA. To be honest, I'm still have ours. 
Yeah. No, and and I don't think that's the big. I think the big deal is now it's going to be ratings. Mm-hmm. That's what scares me. And then then you start getting Vince. Well, you know you're not pulling as good as ratings as AEW, so we're going to send Roman Reigns down there to feud with uh, Adam Cole for the NXT title, and then we're going to put the NXT title on Roman Reigns. Yeah. I don't, no, I don't, like... don't fucking do that. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's it's laughable, but at the same time, it's like fuck. Like this this could actually happen. And so, uh, I'm all for them being on live TV. I'm all for them getting that extra exposure. Yeah. I still don't want them to lose that NXT vibe, though. No. That chip on your shoulder, um, pure wrestling type vibe that they deliver. Yeah, and, like, you know, the Young Bucks have commented on it, like, bring it on, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Jericho congratulated NXT for moving to USA and kind of, like, but at the end of his tweet went heel on him, you know, and then there was a picture of Adam Cole and Britt Baker, who everybody knows is a couple and has been a couple for years, but working two different sides of the world, the wrestling world. They've got a picture of them in the gym with their, you know, with their buns up saying Wednesday bun night or something. And, you know, saying that they're going to be going head to head on Wednesday nights, you know, because you got obviously your NXT champion and probably a future AEW women's champion at some point, if not the first one, you know. Yeah. And so... My biggest thing is I don't think the fans are going to suffer. I hope. And this is the same for AEW's part. You know, like, they had <clears throat> they had a free night. You know, nothing was going on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Now they got NXT. Now you're going to get that fan that was on the edge. You know, that's an NXT fan or a WWE fan. And, nope, well, I'm not going to tune in. I'm not going to miss this. And so, yeah, you're not going to get all of the viewers that you were probably initially going to get. Um, and and that's why I think it's just a petty move. I think it's just something just to 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 hurt the business as it's coming up. But in return, the way I look at it, I think I think it could be hurting itself. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Right, well, so. we'll wait and see. I'm going to be tuning in the bolts, so it's not going to matter for me. I'm hoping there's a little cross, you know, little jabs here and there, like, you know. Yes and no. To get get us internet marks talking a little bit, I guess. I don't know. I just want it to be, just do your thing. Like, okay, that's great. Like, we we all know what's going on. You don't need to point it out for us. Just do your thing. Like, who gives a shit about the other guys? Like, go out and do you. Put on the best show because it's going to be the best show. Don't put on some shit just to try to get some fucking ratings in or some non-wrestling fan to tune in. You know, oh, fucking Rock's going to be on Raw? Well, I don't watch wrestling, but I like his movies. Like, let I'm going to tune into this. You know what I mean? Like, focus on, on your, your people who are going to watch you weekly don't yeah. try to pull in people from the outside that are just gonna it's gonna be the one-off right because you can't sustain that and i think i think wwe has seen that with raw i don't know if they've seen it but i've seen it like yeah you get these reunion shows or you announce these big comebacks you get a spike in the ratings but guess what next week you go back to your regular guys and your ratings drop because you get this person from the outside who's not necessarily a, a wrestling fan anymore or who is just a fan of this person comes in, sees it, looks at the rest of your product, doesn't like it, and leaves. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, stick to your crowd. Stick to us, what yep. we like, and, and go from there. Right. Well, that's that's my rant. I guess I'll, I'll yeah. let you go into yours. Um Cody's been looking up. He's got a very reliable source in Wikipedia, and and he's been looking up some uh, tough enough contestants from uh, the last couple years. We haven't had a tough enough in a few years, and it's evolved throughout um, 
the years. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't know what Tough Enough is, it, it started off kind of as it was it was all the craze back when reality shows were huge in the early 2000s. And so right. WWE was like, well, let's do our own reality show where we highlight people who want to be a professional wrestler in the WWE. So that's right. kind of how it started. Since then, it's been the same but it's evolved like yeah it's evolved a little bit so how it started was kind of and i'll give you my take and then you can go on on your wrestlers but it was kind of a a real world wwe style it was yeah they would go through these challenges some of them were just weird but it was like oh this is gonna make you cut a better promo or this is gonna help with your endurance or not necessarily like wrestling related stuff or or stuff like that it was just kind of to keep the non-wrestling viewer watching really right so i guess go ahead and and do your spill cody and i'll chime in here and there okay so like you said tough enough was a reality-based show uh send in audition tapes and say i want to be a wwe superstar and it was you got to do your things where you went up against a panel of uh, wrestlers. Uh, some of the most notable ones are like Al Snow, Taz, Jacqueline, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin did a year, uh, Chris Jericho, those guys. Um, so the first year uh, started in 2001 is when it officially kicked off. Um, and it was the first year that it debuted on MTV, you know, music television that never showed any music. Um, but some of the more notable ones, um, from that year were Christopher Nowinski. Uh, if you're not familiar with him, he, he was one of the contestants in the first year. He was actually one of the runner up runners up and ended up getting a contract with WWE and wrestled there for a couple of years. And uh, had a gimmick where he was like this Harvard student jock thing um, in the early 2000s. He was entertaining to some extent. A kid by the name of Josh Lomberger uh, was one of the runners up. He was eventually signed to WWE. You may know him now as my favorite, my favorite ring announcer. Not ring announcer, but commentator, Josh Matthews from Impact Wrestling. Uh, he was God, signed to the WWE as a uh, as a backstage guy, and you know he did SmackDowns and stuff. Um, Maven, uh, who was the eventual winner of the first season, uh, Nydia, uh, who was the other winner, the women's winner. Um, so that was the first year, um, that was the most notable one. Some of the ones that didn't make the cut that first year, um, you had Jacqueline, didn't you? Or Jackie, what was her name? Uh, Jackie Gata. She ended up winning the following year though. Oh, okay. Okay. So, a lady by the name of Jessica Kersha, uh, also known as uh, former TNA Women's Knockout Champion ODB, and future WWE ring announcer and current AEW ring announcer Justin Roberts uh, sent in an audition tape and never made the never made the cut at all. Um, So that was some of the most notable ones. I'm not going to go through like when everybody got eliminated. Just or breakdown of episodes or anything. Um, uh, we'll move on to the second season. Um, the second season winners were Linda Miles and Jackie Gata. Jackie Gata wrestled under the name Miss Jackie uh, for a lot of years as a diva. Um, and then she later married Charlie Haas from the world's greatest tag team and Team Angle. Yep. Um some notable people on this year. Um, 
Chad Gadspeed from Crime Time. He was one of them. John Hennigan. Um, he eventually he was on this season, didn't make the cut, but eventually came back for season three and won that. Um, Shelly Martinez, uh, Ariel in WWE, and Salinas in TNA. Uh, she was with uh, who's now known as DOGs. Uh, yeah. LAX. Yeah. And then she went on to team with uh, Tia Trinidad, also known as Selena Vega. And they held knockouts titles in TNA. Uh, Kia Stevens. This name might sound really familiar. She works, she's an actress on Glow, uh, the Netflix series. And she's also known as Awesome Kong, who is a current AEW wrestler and then had a short stint in WWE as Karma. Yep, she's. More notably known for her run in TNA. Mm-hmm. More, yeah, well more known. So those were some of the biggest ones. So, yeah, Jackie Gata won it that year. Another person, or another guy, two other guys that were uh, in season two, uh, Kenny Lane. Uh, you may know him as Kenny King. Uh, Linda Miles, she was one of the winners. She was with the... The Basham Brothers. Remember the Basham Brothers on SmackDown? Remember yeah. that tall black chick they had, Shaniqua? That yeah. That was Linda Miles. Huh. Um, Matt Morgan went on to TNA. Uh, well, after a WWE run, went on to TNA. Um, kind of got pushed in TNA, but not really. Didn't really do a whole lot. Now is really nowhere around the business anymore. I think he's like a mayor of some town now. Mm. Or some sort of elected office. Uh, the third season of Tough Enough. Uh, the winners were John Hennigan, John Morrison, Johnny Nitro, Johnny Impact, Johnny Elite, Johnny, Johnny Mundo, Mundo. <laughs> uh, and Matt Capitelli. Who Matt Capitelli? Kind of a sad story. He recently died a few years ago. He was diagnosed with grade five glastroblastomy. Ah, I don't know what that is, but a really weird disease. Basically cancer, brain cancer. Um, so he was one of the winners. He had he went on to WWE a little bit, but really didn't do a whole lot. Uh, obviously, John Hennigan had a pretty stellar career in WWE and then further through Impact, Lucha Underground, all over the place. Um, Melina Perez was on this year. Uh, you may know her as just Melina, who originally was John Hennigan's girlfriend um, for a lot of years. Uh, Sean Davari was on this year. Uh, and then Daniel Pewter, who was a MMA UFC guy, was in Tough Enough 3, but then came back in Tough Enough 4. Tough Enough 4 um, was probably one of the bigger years. Um, Is that when you have the Miz? Yep. So that's the year that they put up a thousand, um, not a thousand dollar, a million dollar WWE contract. And they did a little bit more game show stuff on that. Um, so that year you had Daniel Pewter, who was the winner. Um, uh, John Meyer Jr., who was the son of Big John Stud. A guy by the name of Mike Mizanin, who was one of the runners up. And two other guys, Nick Mitchell who was signed by WWE and was a member of the Spirit Squad is Mitch. Um, and then a guy that you should probably feed a lot more hmm. by the name of Ryan Reeves, later to be known as Skip Sheffield in a reincarnation of the first NXT where they did the game show, which was kind of like a tough enough. 
original member of the Nexus, and then later as Ryback. So, um, and then there is a noticeable absence in this one. A guy by the name of Andrew Hankinson tried out for season, but failed to make it to the finals. However, he was signed to a WWE developmental contracted contract and later competed in the WWE. And this was his best gimmick ever as Festus, also known as one half of the OC as Luke Gallows. He was on that year, but he mm-hmm. never, he never met. I didn't know that. Is season this the year five. that Boogeyman was on, or is that later? Uh, yeah, Marty Wright. Yeah, who they put down here as lied at his age during the auditions and was disqualified. Later, signed to WWE and competed as the Boogeyman. Yeah, sorry, yeah. missed that one. Okay. Um, season five. Season five. So this was the year that Stone Cold Steve Austin was the host. Uh, trainers were Bill DeMont, Trish Stratus, and Booker T. And they had a lot of guests come on this year. This was after several years after 2004. This was like um, almost 10 years later, wasn't it? It was like 2012 yeah, was, or something. Yeah. So they did it after. It was, it was on the USA Network at this point. So they had guests like John Cena, Bret Hart, Mysterio. John Morrison came back, The Miz, The Rock, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat. So some notable contestants in this one. So the eventual winner winner was Andy Levine, which he never went on to do anything that I know of besides winning Tough Enough. Uh, they had an ex-MMA fighter known as Jeremy Riggs, who, if you remember one of the episodes, like the first episode, he knocked his dentures out and they were laying in the middle of the ring and Booker T's face <laughs> sold it. Um, guy by the name of AJ Kirsch, who we seen in Vegas for the lingerie fighting championships. Mm-hmm. He was a ring announcer and I don't know that he does a whole lot of, uh, wrestling nowadays but he was one of the he was pretty good on that year he stayed in it till week eight and then he was ousted uh guy by the name of martin casaus uh he lasted until week seven then he had to withdraw because of injury to his ankle uh you may know him as marty the moth martinez martin Lucha, Lucha Underground, Triple uh, A, done some stuff down there. Like, so he he does a lot of indie stuff right now, and he he's come back into the scene with Lucha Underground. Um, yeah. uh, really dove into that character, and we've been um, we have exchanged some messages back and forth. We're trying to get him on the pod, so. Yep. No promises there because he's a busy guy, but we are working to get him on the pod. Yeah. So hopefully we're able to to actually get him on and we can we can touch base on some of of that, how that experience was for him and tough enough as well as yeah. uh, Lucha Underground and, and where he's going um, going forward, I guess. Yeah, we've, we've seen Marty wrestle a couple times, one time down in U- Utah, and then... When we were in Vegas for Double or Nothing weekend, he was down at that Fight Capital show. Yep. Both of us are huge fans of Marty. You've met him. You've got an autograph for him. We've seen him, like you said, exchange a bunch of messes with, messages with him. So pretty excited that if that happens here in the next coming weeks. Uh, another Lucha Underground alum, Ivalice Velez. Um, she was on that season. Um, she went on to do a little small NXT run after developmental and then got let go or asked for a release. I can't remember exactly. And then hit the indie market, you know, did a lot of, I think there was, stuff. there was a lot of issues there with the build a mod thing. Yeah. There. Yeah. So, yeah. So she is now, she went to Lucha underground, uh, 
was pretty prominent in that series for the seasons that they were on. Um, and now is going to be in the women's casino battle Royal at all out. Uh, I'm a fan of her. I always have been even clear back into this time. I thought she was, I thought she was pretty pretty solid, pretty solid worker. Uh, has been around the block too, you know, around the Indies. Uh, I'm going to butcher the last name, but uh, the last two that I'm going to talk about is Matt Cap- Cappuccini. <laughs> I'm just going to say his name that he goes by right now, which is M-Dog Matt Cross, uh, son of Havoc on Lucha Underground. Matt Cross has been around the world like a million times over. Uh, huge, I'm a huge fan of his. So another Lucha Underground tough enough alum that is still active in the business and follow him on social medias. Uh, pretty big deal. Uh, he was at the original all in had his match against MJF and, you know, was did extra work and all that stuff. And then the last one I'm going to talk about is Ariana Andrew. She was out the first week but then was still signed to a WWE contract and competed as Cameron and eventually became one half of the Funkadactyls with Brodus Clay and Naomi. Mm -hmm. And now is not even, I don't even know, does indie bookings, to be quite honest. So that was another pretty star-studded cast of Tough Enough. So we'll go into the very last year, and this one's pretty star-studded too. A lot of these guys are very prominent in what's going on now. So it was hosted by Jericho, Renee, Byron Saxton, and The Miz. Um, Hulk Hogan was a judge from episodes one through five and then was replaced by The Miz because Hogan, this is what started his whole racial thing. (laughs) And he was booted off tough enough. The coaches were Billy Gunn, Booker T, and Lita. They had guests, Roman, Seth Rollins, all, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, some of the contestants on this one, uh, Josh Brita was the other one that, or was the male winner. Um, and then Sarah Lee, I don't know anything about her right now. I don't know if she's still working. I think Josh is still in the business in the Indies, but I need to do some more, uh, research on him but those were the two eventual winners one of the runners up was amanda sakamoto very prominent fixture in today's wwe especially on smackdown live uh mandy rose uh did some time down in nxt and developmental really wasn't on nxt tv that much but is now her and uh sony deville which sony deville was on this uh, year two, Dario Daria was on this year. Uh, Chelsea Green was on this year. Uh, she came in on week four and then was ousted later on. She went on to go to TNA through the Indies and now is back to the WWE as NXT in NXT. Hasn't really been on NXT TV yet. She had an injury. She had an injury and... Probably the most notable one and the one that I'm the biggest fan of is a kid by the name of Patrick Clark. Um, also known as, this is where we need to cue the Velveteen Dream music. <laughs> Velveteen Dream. Yeah. So Velveteen Dream, your current NXT North American champion. And probably the kid that's got the highest, and he was ousted in week five. Yeah. But he was completely different guy than oh, yeah. who the Velveteen Dream is now. And mm-hmm. I, I've seen reports, too, that Vince wants him on the main roster and Triple H doesn't want to send him up. So Yeah, yeah, I don't want him to go up either. So, okay. Is that all you yeah, got? Yeah, so that's, that's pretty much it. That's tough enough in a nutshell. So just from what you've said and from what I remember... Um, a lot of the guys who actually went on to have successful careers um, 
what I consider successful. You know, uh, you're still doing what you love, what you dream, whether it's in the WWE or not. And a lot of those guys were guys who were told they weren't good enough for the WWE. Mm-hmm. A lot of those winners, I'd say maybe 90% of those winners had no runs there. Mm-hmm. Never made it to the main roster. Mm-hmm. So just goes to show you kids, don't give up even if the big dogs tell you you can't make it or you don't got what it takes or you're are not you put- there yet. Are you putting heat on Roman Reigns? <laughs> no. <laughs> I know. So, yeah, I mean, and to me, looking at that list of people, like, The Miz is probably the biggest star that's came out of that. He's the only current, he's the only tough enough competitor that's actually won a WWE, that's actually won a WWE champion, the championship. The actual WWE championship. I mean, John Hennigan, you know, Johnny Mundo, whatever. And they've put a lot ECW of time into the champion. Miz. Yeah, and they have. And he's because when they better. first got him, too, I, I swear there was a year or two when he was just doing, like, interviews and he'd do, like, the Miz TV thing and the Diva Search stuff. And he wasn't actually having matches. And I think that's when they were developing him. Mm-hmm. And he still isn't the greatest worker in the world, but over the last couple of years, he's gotten better. It depends on who he's in the ring with. It really does. If he's, he's in the ring with Ziggler, he's a promo he guy, though. Yeah, he is. He's a talker. So, all right. So, I mean, we did our tough enough spiel. Uh, we said who we are working on trying to get on the pod. Let's tell you who we actually are having on the pod next week. We will have the best radio host in all of Idaho. He goes by the name of Dr. Nick Redbone. He is the leader of the Freak Nation. He is a stand-up comedian, and he hosts a morning show on, I don't know if we can say the radio station. Oh, fuck it. We, he, hosts, he hosts a radio <laughs> show on 1031 The Edge, um, based out of here, out of southern Idaho. And he is very, very entertaining. He used to have a podcast of his own called uh, The Land That Wrestling Forgot. And I've gone back to listen to some of those episodes. I was Uh, an avid listener when he was doing it. You were. And I remember you telling me about it. And it was just, there was so much going on, um, even with some of this stuff. Like, I know we don't have our regular listeners either, but there's so much content out now. It's just, it's crazy. But... I listened to some of the stuff back when he was doing it two, three years ago. Um, and I went back to actually listen to his episodes. I could only find three. And even those three were great. And it was like, mm-hmm. man, why did he stop doing this? So yeah. um, really excited to have him on next week. Um, and we are going to do a new segment with him if he is up for it, which I hope he is called the unprofessional seven which we are going into now oh shit ladies and gentlemen may i have your attention please it's time for the unprofessional seven as i mentioned before some of these are going to be off the wall some of these are going to be you know for shits and giggles and some of them is just legit stuff so i got some help from a fellow listener where he gave me three of them. So uh, okay, so I had, who's I the had fellow come listener? Up four. It's not I the Finn Balor you. hater. It's not the Finn Balor hater, is it? It is the Finn Balor hater. Uh, it is Saul Reeves. So shout out to Saul. Our, um, our loyal listener. <laughs> and the, episode four's replacement host when I was on vacation in San Diego. Yep. So... I'll let you choose. Do you want to start off with a question by me or by Saul? Let's do Saul's first. Let's give Saul. Let's put Saul over for a little bit. Okay. First question. If you were a wrestler, what would be your finisher and why? 
Um. Come I'm on, trying man. To think of, I'm trying to think of stuff that on I can actually spot. do. I would say it would be a code breaker. Code breaker? You got yeah. a bad back. You're fucking old. You can't do a code breaker. Yeah, Jericho's okay. older than me, and he still pops it out. <laughs> Why? Why would that be your finisher? Because you can do it? Yeah, I could probably pull it off. Okay. I, don't, I, I couldn't see myself doing a Styles Clash and keeping the guy safe. To me, like all I got to do is put my knees up and fall, and the guy's got to fall with me. So how don't you do like a stutter? You just fucking drop him on your shoulder, and you fall on your ass. Yeah. Stoner's overdone, though. Everybody does a stunner. All right. No, I do a Spanish fly off the top. Could you see me doing a Spanish fly off the top rope? Nope. Yeah, me either. All right. Question number two. This is from me. Bra and panties match or hot lesbian action? What do you <laughs> prefer? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Gonna get heat with the wife. Come on, you gotta pick one. Uh, brown panties match. Yeah, I, I just—they were so prominent. You're dirty. All right, question from Saul. Um, could you pull off Joey Ryan's finisher, either taking it or giving it? Oh, I could take the dick flip. <laughs> I don't know if Bad. I could do. I don't know if I could do it as good as him. I mean, I love your enthusiasm. Yeah, I could grab that dick. I could take that dick flip like a champ. <laughs> I would do it. Like, <laughs> absolutely. Jesus. Especially if it went viral. Yeah, like, yeah, I could. I don't I think feel, I could do it as good as him. I so feel I like would you have get to, more heat I would have from your wife over that comment than you would over the brown panties. But, yeah. all right, question number three. Um... This is from me. What would it take for you to shave your beard? Not a uh, question. An act of God. <laughs> All right. We're going to have a match one day. It's going to be a, a beard versus, versus beard match or something. Yeah, I would have to, <laughs> too much time and into this thing. <laughs> All right. This is from me. Favorite podcast to listen to outside of your own? Uh, Edge and Christian. Pot of awesomeness. Yeah, their banter is really good. So Yeah. All right, last question from Saul. Then I have one more. Are you secretly a Golden Rooster fan? And are you mad because the rooster goes through me, Leo, and not you? I am not secretly a Golden Rooster fan. I don't even like the guy. Uh, and it does not bother me that he goes through Leo. Um, it's probably because of the language barrier. I can't speak Spanish. <laughs> um, so, and his Spanish or his Spanglish is atrocious. Dude. I mean, you see, no, he knows you know, where you live. You you want to cut it off right there? That's fine. Uh, I'm fine. Like, at least next time he gets here, and this may sound racist as shit, but at least he can mow the lawn the next time he's here. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Question number seven. Would you rather get a stink face from Rikishi or a Bronco Buster from May Young? Oh. <laughs> uh. Well, I already said that I was willing to take a stink face at the Fight Capital show when Rikishi showed up. <laughs> I would... Oh, well, rest in peace, May Young. That's not going to happen, so I'm going to take the stink face by Rikishi. God, you're dirty. Trying to touch Joey Ryan's dick and get Rikishi's I'm taking ass big Samoan face. ass in my face. <laughs> All right, guys, that was the Unprofessional 7, the debut, and maybe the last Unprofessional 7 you will hear. So uh, if uh, Dr. Nick Redbone, if you're listening to this, uh, we are hoping to get more input from the fans for next week when you are on. Um, and a lot of that was just to put Cody on the spot. We have a little bit more respect for you, so... 
we will not treat you to those types of questions. Um, so that was it. I mean, that's all I got. We're going to leave you with the golden minute there to finish everything off. Uh, you got anything else? No, just some AEW news. They've sold out another couple arenas and announced some more shows and looks like they're staying on the East coast for now, but, uh, hopefully they, uh, I even seen Martin Casals chime in on this to all elite wrestling. Like Salt Lake hasn't had a major promotion come their way to do a live show in a long time. So bring AEW out West, bring it to Seattle, bring it to Boise, bring it to Salt Lake City. There's plenty of arenas. You know, you got two arenas in Salt Lake that are more than big enough. Got one in Boise, Seattle, obviously, Portland. I mean, I'm pretty sure they'll, I mean, for sure, they'll probably go back to Vegas for double or nothing too. And probably for a TV at some point. Yep. I'm ready. All right. Um, so for those of you who aren't following us, follow us at unpro wrestle pod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, the unprofessional wrestling podcast. We are available everywhere now, pretty much. Um, we got approval through iTunes. We are on Podcoin, overcast, Google podcast, Spotify, anchor all the big ones um so give us a listen um and check out our pages so the last couple memes i've put up that feel old yet one with braun Strowman and nicholas and then braun Strowman and seth rollins Mm -hmm. we're at 746 likes right now so oh that one that one's yeah that one's taken off um Sammy Guevara recently just liked the one we put up of him. Oh, he did. Yeah. So I was wondering. I seen you tagged a minute, and so um, we like to have fun on our pages. Uh, we like to open discussions, and we like to keep you guys updated. So follow us and stay unprofessional. And now. For the moment you've been waiting for, it is time for the Golden Minute with yours truly, the Golden Rooster. Hello everybody, it is I, the Golden Rooster, the Gallo Dorado, or as some of you ladies know me, the Golden Cock. And this week on the Golden Minute, all I gotta say is fuck you, Saul. Fuck you, Cody. And fuck you, Roman Reigns. Next week, I will drop the official diss track on all you bitch ass. Arato. Thank you for joining.